get a hell yeah? What? What? Can I get a hell yeah? What? What? Uh, hell yeah, hell yeah, what? Hell yeah, hell yeah. And I know it ain't right, and I know it ain't right, and I know you shouldn't take this advice, but make sure you're really drunk when you drive and walk on some glass with no shoes on and don't pay for your meal. Dining dash. It's absolutely nuts out there today. Absolutely nuts. I just spent seven hours on a CVS. There's no rules in a CVS. I mean, there are well-behaved dogs roaming the halls. There was at least three aisles I walked down that had no end. You couldn't get out. There was no exit. They were blocked off by a bunch of boxed wine. Okay, it's like Winchester Mystery House for people who have way too much dandruff. CVS is nuts. Walk it across the aisles. They got head and shoulders locked up in a cabinet. For who? Who are these reckless dandruff havers that they can't let have access? Who's stealing all this head and shoulders shape? Who? Why lock them up? A thief with dandruff is the easiest thief to find. You can just follow the Hansel and Gretel trail of fucking scalp skin to whatever shitty Planet Fitness shower they're in. I don't know who they're for. CVS is nuts. Okay, I was uh, prescriptions. I was in the prescription line for not one, not not twice, but like five times back and forth to get the right thing to get it filled. I went. I I got chicken nuggets. I went and got gas in between. There's women there who are a hundred and seven years old, five foot flat, maybe shorter. I'm talking small old ladies who are ruthless. I mean, they're cutting in line like nobody's business, weaving in and out of traffic. And <laughs> you could try to say something, but they're going to they're going to fucking stare you down and they're going to give you a hex. They're going to put a hex on you and you're going to be pissing jello for the rest of your life. You look at them funny, you say, "Hey, the line starts back there." They're going to haunt you for the rest of your life. You're never going to be able to blink again. They're going to call you Jimmy Dry Eyes forever. You're going to have the driest eyes. You're going to have to be administering eye drops because you told this uh, uh, 200-year-old witch, this old lady that she can't get in line in front of so she can't get her fucking riddling. It's nuts. Dogs, like I said, roaming the halls. A lot of dogs. And they're following their owners, which is impressive, yet frightening. I don't know what's going on at CVS. Bad juju at CVS. I'm so thirsty. I'm so thirsty. I'm dying of thirst. I went to the water section. I'm like, I'm real thirsty. I'm going to go. I'm going to get some water from CVS. CVS, what do they have there? They have drinks. They should have plenty of water. Nothing. They had they had two types of water. There was water with an American flag on it, and then there was water in a box. Everything else was sold out. It's not like they had just like a huge stock of that. There was like, if I had to guess, maybe around ten water bottles. Where did all the water go? Who's coming in there and clearing out the CVS water? I'm guessing nobody. I'm guessing they just haven't restocked the water in like three years. There's water in there from the Cold War. Look, I saw a clover milk jug with Nancy Reagan's face on it. 
So just say no. Just say no to drugs. Drink milk. Drink milk. Milk, not drugs. You want to feel warm? You want to feel fuzzy? You want to feel like like your parents love you? Don't try crack. Don't do crack. No. Go down, get yourself some 2%. That 2% milk, that clover, that good shit. Okay, a little bit of fat in there to really lubricate your throat when you chug down that, that sweet, sweet cow milk. That sweet cow juice. <laughs> Slurp, slurp, slurp. You taste that? That's American freedom, okay? That's that's classic 50s politics right there. Um, so CVS, apps, you can do anything you want in CVS. <laughs> There's this guy, he's railroading. They, they put these chairs in for the prescription lines at the pharmacy because the lines get, I mean, 20 people deep. And the pharmacy is losing their minds. They don't know how to handle it. Terrible skills. Okay, there's people and they're yelling. People are cutting line and they put these chairs because things get so blocked up. People need to sit down in line. And this guy took a shopping cart and just railroaded through them. I mean, he is pushing the cart through the chair into the vodka shelf. Ditches the cart and then picks up the chair and then moves it in line and then sits down with a a very audible just a fucking just a like it not like not a not just a dad sitting down grunt i'm talking like an exerted like a like a bear who just got fucking shot by by a javelin and it's and now it's pissed like and it's just it's angry and it's resting cvs is nuts carpeted everywhere who why why is it carpeted everywhere that sounds disgusting you're out there vacuuming you're vacuuming that place gross like i said there's well-trained dogs everywhere but who knows how many untrained dogs there are in there i'm talking dog shitting Dog shitting everywhere. You ever know how hard it is to clean dog shit out of a carpet? Almost impossible. Okay? Also, there, you get those fucking old ladies who are going to throw a hex. You look at them wrong. They're going to make you shit in public right there. Boom. On the floor next to the boxed wine. And people are going to point. And people are going to laugh. And you made a mess on the CVS carpet. No way to clean it. Absolutely no way to clean it. You need to bring someone professional. Put in lino lin linoleum. Put in something. Put in concrete. It's absolutely nuts to have carpet. I don't understand it. Why? To make it feel like home? At CVS, people are going to kick their shoes off and relax at a CVS? No, CVS is hell. CVS is war. Okay, they got Dr. Scholl. He's helping out. You have no idea how much I learned about shingles today. I'm reading the ingredients of paper towels just waiting in this fucking pharmacy line. But we got out of there. We figured it out. We gamed the system. We talked to the people in charge and, and, and we got what we want. The best thing to do, because it's not the pharmacy, the pharmacist's fault. Which I don't think I even talked to a real pharmacist today. Someone with a degree. They just wear scrubs. They just pick them up from, you know, whoever gets fired from Safeway comes and works at the CVS. And, and they just put them in scrubs. They say, hey, you were making sandwiches yesterday? You're making crispy chicken tenders? Well, <laughs> you're giving people medicine now. 
So, here's a pair of scrubs, and we're going to give you at least 120 angry old people every day. And that's a lot of responsibility. That's a big, like from bagging groceries and uh, making rotisserie chickens to giving angry old witches their fucking Oxycontin. It's a big change. That's a lot of pressure in the game. You give them the wrong medicine, they're going to make you shit at your job. And that's embarrassing. And you lost your Safeway job because you shit your pants and you can't afford that. CVS is nuts. So it's not the pharmacist's fault. Uh, it's it's the people, it's the system, it's CVS as a company. They don't know how to <coughs> how to perform triage. There's no triage there. No, it's chaos. There's no systems put in place to help it figure it out. The tip, the tip, the advice. You go in there, you're dealing with the people. You gotta just be nice. You gotta you you can't get angry at at the people behind the desk. You can't get angry at the people in the scrubs because those are the only people who can help you. You can't be nice to anybody else. You can, you can stiff arm the old ladies. You can stiff arm the bear of an old man pushing shopping carts through the fucking chairs. <coughs> Fuck them. The only people you need to care about you are the people wearing the scrubs, the people who, who give the pills. So just go in there, be nice. Even if you have to wait, you have to remain composed and you gotta and you just gotta be nice you say hey this is happening and i need this from you thank you say thank you say please say no thank you they say no thank you i don't i don't want that from you no thank you okay but say no thank you it's important because if you don't they're not gonna like you and if they don't like you they're not gonna serve you they're gonna make your life hell okay they're gonna give you the wrong medication Okay, sure, you think you're taking Claritin Clear. Next thing you know, you're taking fucking morphine pills. 600 milligrams, baby. Next thing you know, you're on a different fucking planet. And you thought you were trying to get away from pollen. Turns out you're getting away from feeling your legs. You gotta be careful out there. It's a dangerous, dangerous, dangerous place. Oh yeah, that guy, the guy who barreled through one of the pharmacy waiting chairs with a shopping cart, he complimented me on my shirt, which is very nice of him. He didn't need to do that. He was in a lot of pain. He was looking for some kind of oxy. Um, <coughs> yeah, I'm eavesdropping at the pharmacy. <laughs> you're not better than me, okay? I know you do too. I know you're listening in, seeing what other people are getting. He's dropping is one of the main things you do at the pharmacy. You gotta know the gossip. You gotta know what's in the now. And so this guy who was pushing through chairs and needed some kind of oxy, he complimented me on my on my shirt. He said, where did you get that shirt? And I said, eBay. I got this shirt on eBay. He said, oh, right. And he walked off. Um... And now I think about it, where did you get that shirt could go either way. It, it's not necessarily a compliment. Like, where did you get that shirt compared to, oh my god, where did you get that shirt? It's all in how you say it. It could, be a, it could be very rude. Very rude. But I like to think, I'm an optimist, I, 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 hope to th I, I like to think that it was a compliment. This is the Hell Yeah Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Nordstrom. It's weird. It's weird out in the world, and we're here to, to fix it. We're here to, to lay down the law and tell other people how to live. You need advice? You don't know what to do? 
That's what we're here for of the Hell Yeah podcast. Spelt Y-A. I thought that was how you spelt yeah. Turns out, that's not how you spell yeah. People say, what's your podcast called? I say, the Hell Yeah podcast. And then they look it up in front of me, almost like they're testing me. And they say, I can't find it. They spell it, and they because they spell it Y-E-A-H, which I guess is how you spell yeah. But I spell it Y-A. Because I'm an idiot. And they say, I can't find it. Well, it's spelled Y-A, I say. And they say, well, you're an idiot. I'm doing the my voice and their voice is the same voice. So this is getting very convoluted and confusing. But I hope you understand that I am sorry for making this podcast difficult to spell. I thought, hell yeah, easy spell. <laughs> it should be easy. Turns out, no. Turns out I fucked up in a big way. It, it probably is easy to spell, but it's my fault that I didn't get it right. <clears throat> you know, I should have done research before this. I should have figured it out. I should have learned how to spell. I should have passed the third grade, but I didn't. And where are we now? On our way to the fucking moon. So we're here. My tip for you, a little advice right off the bat. Learn how to spell. That's big. Huge. Huge. So, let's let's just give some advice. Let's start with the first question of the day. I, 19 female, don't know how to make rent this month. I was hit with unexpected medical bills. And now, I have until the first to make an extra $800. I have no idea what to do. I've been picking up all the extra work I can on random Craigslist skills, but it's not enough. What do I do? Well, let me tell you, a uh, person of, of, of Reddit, okay, a little, a little extra chunk of change. Have you tried, I don't know, stealing? Hmm? <laughs> Have you tried crime? I'm just saying, you could go, you could rob a truck delivering, let's say it has 800 CD players in the back. Okay, I'm talking a couple of boom boxes. I'm talking the nice ones that take laser disc. You go, you steal the truck, and you flip those. You flip those CD players. I mean, that's an easy 20 G's. Okay, all you gotta do is scare the shit out of the driver, take his driver's license, so he knows that you know where he lives. And if he talks, if he, if he tells the police what you look like, you can burn down his house. You can steal, you know, not only the CD players, but you can steal his life. You can steal his fucking life. You can fucking, you can fucking steal his life. You can bury him in a fucking Walgreens. You can, you can fucking, you can fucking kill him. You can, you can kill him up. You can friggin' suck his blood. You can suck his blood. You can put his blood in a bunch of Ziploc baggies. A bunch of Ziploc baggies and put them in a freezer and you can, and you can fucking put them in someone else's house to frame them for murder because they have a bunch of Ziploc baggies of the, of the blood and they don't know and they don't know until you call the fucking SWAT team to their house and the SWAT team finds a bunch of Ziploc baggies with his driver's blood in it. You could do that and then, okay, you're killing a lot of two birds, one stone. You get money for rent, you fill your, your thirst for blood, you get you you frame someone that you don't like, they go to prison, you go to the to the Hall of Fame. 
Okay, and of of tenants, your landlord's gonna love you. Say, so. oh, they pay rent on time, and they don't they don't have to know what you did. They don't have to know that you, that you fucking killed somebody. They don't know that you have you, you've committed murder. Committed murder. They don't have to know that. No. All they have to know is that the money, eight hundred dollars, was put on their doorstep on the first. And they're ham- they're not ham- gonna ask questions where you got the money. They're just happy it's in their pocket. Okay, you could try um, kidnapping kidnapping dogs. That's fucked up. That's worse than killing a person, I think. So don't do that. That's fucked up. Um, have you tried Uber? Try Uber. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go go with Uber. Do a little bit of Ubering. I don't know. Do you have any possessions? Do you have any? Family heirlooms you can sell off. You have a, a Fabergé egg that your grandfather gave you. Sell it. Sell it to, to Rick Harris at, 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 from Pawn Stars. You have you have an, an, uh, a locket that you know that's been passed down generation to generation to generation. Give it to Chum Lee. Chum Lee will give you at least. $200 for it. At least $200. You got you got a fucking, I don't know, uh, a picture of your grandma? Give it to Chum Lee. Chum Lee will give you money for it. Give it to the Pawn Stars. <laughs> okay? Give it to the Pawn Stars. Sell your shit. Okay? You don't need 13 pairs of Ugg boots. Sell the Ugg boots. Okay, be be an entrepreneur. I don't know. Okay, go go to go to thrift stores and and flip things you find at at Goodwill. Okay, find some some fans that would sell this double. You got some Carhartt hats? Find out how much they're worth on Amazon and sell it on Amazon. You'll make thirteen dollars per hat, and if there's five hats there, you'll make like sixty dollars. Okay, and that's just big money moves. Okay, as Gary V would say, I would cut off my mother's feet to be 19 again and have to make money. Listen to some Gary V. That's the good advice. You need to know how to make money. You need motivation. Call up Gary V. Okay, call up Gary V, the big problem solving man. Let me tell you, because that V is going to turn into a W for you. All right, next question. Uh, I, 21 male, feel so insecure because I can't and haven't tried alcohol. How can I change my mindset? I try to ignore the fact that most people around me drink. But when people bring it up, like a, like a religious part of their day, I can't help but feel like I'm missing out on something. I am told to stay away from it due to the meds I'm taking and my health issues overall. When I dated a girl, I felt so lame because I didn't drink even though she seemed to like me. It just makes me feel so disconnected and like I'm so far behind, like a, like a kid trying to figure out the world. How can I change my view on this? Well, there's plenty of people who don't like to drink. Find those groups of people. That's, you don't need to drink to have a good time. You don't. You don't, you don't need alcohol. <laughs> you don't. You can go out. You can learn how to fly a kite. You go out there. You could play fucking Scrabble for 
12 hours a day, not have a sip of alcohol. And this, this, this girl broke up with you because you didn't drink alcohol? Good. Okay, that's a bad excuse to leave someone. You know how many people leave other people because they drink too much? This lady's leaving you because you don't drink at all. I, I, there's going to be someone for you, is what I'm trying to say. What I'm trying to convey is that you're going to find somebody who also does not like to drink. And it's going to be good. Also, people love a DD. You don't drink, but you, let's say you, it's hard to go out to bars when you're not drinking because you're surrounded by drunk people and nothing is more annoying than being drunk people when you're not drunk. Like, that's just, it's a lot to take in. Like, no, your karaoke rendition of, of Billie Eilish is no good, Jeremy. I don't care. Uh, so that's hard. But if you don't mind that, be a DD. DDs are heroes in this day and age. DUIs are rough. People out here are getting a whole bunch of DUIs. Help out! Help out! Give them a ride! Because people are driving drunk out here like crazy. Don't tell the cops because the cops are going to pull everybody over and they're going to arrest you. They're going to arrest you. But... If you're there, you're going to be a hero. No one's getting pulled over. No one's getting DUIs. And let me tell you, if no one's getting DUIs, the American establishment is going to crumble as we know it because they're not getting that money. Okay, We're going to be free. If we had more people like you driving, being a DD, it would be a better world. It would be a safer world. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you drink or not. Okay, And, and know that and own that. Own that you don't. It's not for everybody. It doesn't need to be for everybody. There's a lot of different things for different people that you can enjoy. Read a book. Have you tried God? Give God a try. Have you tried being a Mormon? They don't, none of those people drink. Hang out with Mormons, okay? Cut out coffee, cut out whatever. You could get an opiate addiction if you want. If you want, hang out with some Mormons. You don't need no alcohol. I've said it for years. Don't you don't need alcohol to have a good time. So know that. Go out that with this new self-confidence. Don't worry about it. You're gonna find people that wanna be around you when you're not drinking. You know, don't feel bad about it. That's not I'm not sure if that's good advice. We'll go on. Moving on. <clears throat> I hate my job. Question number three. Uh, I hate my job, so I recently started at a new job. I've only been there about three weeks, but it really feels like it's not for me. It isn't good when I'm counting down the minutes to my lunch break. Is it a bad idea to apply elsewhere this soon? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. If you don't, if you hate your job, go get a new job, baby. Time's too short. Life is too short. Go out and be whatever you want to be. Okay. If if your job at Staples isn't cutting it, go out and become the carny you always wanted to be. Okay. Go on Amazon, buy yourself a visor that has the hair on it, and get really good at throwing darts at balloons. And let me tell you, the carny job is yours. Dress for the job you want. Uh, get some face tattoos. All right. Be, become a carny. Develop some kind of addiction to something. May it be cigarettes. May it be Ritalin. 
whatever your thing is, become that and become the carny that you truly want to be. Poorly put together roller coasters that may result in the death of a 14 year old. It may happen. Someone's head might get decapitated because you didn't uh, screw in a bolt of, of the twister correctly. Righty tighty lefty loosey and that's invigorating. To have a life uh, weighing in the balance because of your job. That's an important job. Go become the corny one. Don't worry about hating your job. Fuck that job. Get out of there. Do what you want to do. Do something that makes you feel happy. Folding pants isn't for anybody or everybody. If it's not your cup of tea, it's not your cup of tea. But there's a job out there for you. Not everyone loves working at McDonald's, but you're going to find people who love working at McDonald's. It's all about perspective. It's all about your skills and playing to your strengths. So go do that. Play to your strengths. What are you good at? Are you good at, at weaving? Work in a textile plant. Make sweatshirts. Are you good, are you good uh, at smelling? Work for the fire department. Is there smoke? You could, they could put you on a mountain and you smell smoke. You can alert people. Whatever your strength is, play to that. Whatever you enjoy to do, play to that. Try to find a job that you love to do and you're going to be happier for it. You're going to be better off for it. So that's the advice coming from me to you, into your ears. Never, never too early to apply for a new job. Never, ever, ever. All right, we got another question coming down the pipeline. Emotional affair as a married ex-Mormon. My wife and I, cisgender, hetero couple, mid-30s, four kids, married for 13 years, Recently left the Mormon church after some bad things happened and we both felt like we were in a cult. Fast forward nine months and she reaches out to her ex-boyfriend from high school because the church pressured her into breaking up with him and she regretted how she behaved. So she apologized to him. She told me that day that she texted him and she was so relieved that I wasn't jealous or mad. She was really happy because when I was a Mormon, that would have made me super jealous and the church would have considered her actions inappropriate. We even ended up having some great sex after. Now, a couple days later, I find out that she's texting him hours and hours a day. And I wouldn't be surprised if it's hundreds of plus out messages over three days. When I walk behind her while she's texting, she quickly changes the app. And last night, I could see that she was texting him for about an hour while falling asleep. And she is now openly comparing me to him because I used to like cool music like he does. And uh, I'm sure that she hasn't seen him in person because he lives 300 miles away. I'm going to confront her, but I don't think she'll take it well. But I just can't fake happiness. Marriage is, marriage is hard. Having kids is hard. Leaving religion is hard. I have no one to reach out to because my friends and family would all say that this is God punishing me. How do I confront her to minimize the backlash and the pain? She probably will think that I'm just jealous and overreacting. Well, good for you for getting out of the Mormon church. Now, I don't want to shit on, on, on all Mormon. I want to do that. But there's some crazy shit in the Mormon religion. I'm talking the magic underwear, 
we could call up Jackson Banks right now, who, who was uh, raised in the Mormon church. It's crazy. There's some crazy shit. I'm talking aliens. Once you start getting the higher levels, the amount of money that goes into it, kind of nuts. But I think she's this new sense of freedom, this new freedom, and she uh, and she wants to, you know, explore, which I understand. I understand that. But what she is doing that is wrong is that she's not being honest, not being honest with her man. So definitely communicate with with your wife, dude. Say yo. Wifey, what's up, wife of mine, wifey, hmm, babe, babe, what's up? Are you talking to your high school sweetheart that the church made you break up with back in 1982? Is he still listening to cool music like Ontario Speedwagon? <clears throat> Is he still listening to cool music like Flight of the Seagulls? Is he still listening to cool music like, like Leonard Skinnerd cover band? What's the deal? Uh, you gotta, you gotta communicate. That is, that is rough, dude. She's definitely, definitely emotionally cheating, and uh, she might leave you. She might, which is fine. But you need to communicate, uh, and you gotta figure out what's going on. Cause she's not being honest. She's not being honest with you, uh, and that's that's no good. So figure that out. Communicate with the lady. But it's hard. It's hard. You don't have no one to talk to, cause you, you're not a Mormon. Everyone you know is a Mormon. And God, and they're gonna say that God's punishing you. Maybe join a club. Maybe, maybe go to a, a book club. Maybe try indoor tennis. Okay, go go to the batting cages every day for six months. You're gonna make some friends at the batting cages. Okay, that's where the homies hang out. Friendly dudes over there at the batting cages. Go hit some balls. Get your aggression out. Talk to some fellas. Okay, all of their wives cheat on them. They're at the batting cages for a reason. They're getting anger around. I swear that's that's it's ninety percent of why batting cages exist to vent anger, because your husband or wife cheated on you. What else are they there for? To practice your, your batting skills? No, no one has to do that. No one's training to be in the MLB, except MLB players. And they have pictures for that. They that they got professional batting cages. They aren't going to Scandia. They aren't going to a to a mini golf course to to become a major league baseball player. It's not in the cards. There's other places. So <coughs> go to the batting cages, find some equally angry dudes, and just talk to them. Chat it up. Make some friends. Have someone to talk to. Go to the grocery store and hang out there all day. Hang out all day in the produce aisle and just strike up conversation with people. Say, hey, what's what up with my wife? Okay, what's up with my wife? Is that are you getting arugula? Great choice. What's up with my wife? Is is she cheating on me? Some people are gonna be taken back. Some people are gonna say, excuse me, I'm trying to pick out the right russic potato. Other people are gonna be there for it, and they're gonna help you out. They're gonna lead you to the right direction. They're gonna tell you what kind of uh, what kind of carrots to get, and they're gonna tell you if things are gonna work out between you and your bay, your your ex Mormon bay. That'd be my tip. That'd be my my thought process guys this is the hell yeah podcast thanks for coming thanks for listening this is this is just a, a, a deep personal episode between me and you let me get a little close right here real quick 
Thank you so much for coming. Thank you so much for coming and listening to the podcast and, and supporting the podcast and supporting me. I really, really appreciate it. I hope this isn't weird right now. I'm probably, you're probably sitting in your car in traffic or, or, or listening to this while, while, I don't know, fucking boiling water. I just want to thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Because this is the Hell Yeah Podcast. I am Michael Nordstrom. Make sure you go, you follow me on social media, Michael Nordstrom, M-I-K-E-L. Okay, go out, uh, find us, uh, the Hell Yeah Podcast on different social media. Get the updates, get the behind the scenes, whatever you need, whatever you want. We're out here. You have advice, you need tips? You need tips? You need advice on something? Give us a call. Give us an email. We have the phone line. Down in the bio, find our phone, call us, leave a message, we'll answer to the next podcast, or send us an email, uh, whatever you need, whatever you want, we are here for you, we're never going to let you go, we're never going to give you up, I'm never going to let you leave my CVS, um, this world is my CVS, and you're not going anywhere, Mm-mm-mm. I'm going to have an old lady hex you, thank you, good night, God, um, and I know it ain't right, and I know it ain't right, and I know you shouldn't take this advice, but make sure you're really drunk when you drive and walk on some glass with no shoes on and don't pay for your meal. Dining dash. You better not ask me for no advice because I'm gonna tell you the wrong thing to